understanding everybody has had a chance to work on their joy like they're supposed to. But in understanding it's not really your joy, it's the joy of the Lord that is your strength. It is not your joy. So um, understanding that part, it's, um, it's easier to maintain <laughs> what has been provided for you. It's not something that you have to look for, but it is something that you need to understand. It is the joy of the Lord that is your strength. And knowing all the things that are going on that you may have encountered that you are yet to encounter, but the bottom line is we count it all joy because you are equipped to win. Everything you need has been abundantly supplied. Every single thing you need is abundantly supplied. So quick recap, last week John 17, 17 says, thy word is truth, and that's what we need to know. Everything's going on, we've got things on TV and all the other sorts of places and different media and, and not really sure of what's going on, but the thing that we can be most assured with is that the word of God is truth. And it is the highest form of reality there is. I don't care how many millions of reality TV shows they put on TV. There is nothing higher in reality than the word of God. Right. And more importantly, the word of God stands. It's been here forever and shall remain. Yes. It shall remain. It shall remain. Yes. And the word of God is what we need. Yes. Every time. Amen. Every time. Yes. But knowing with the word of God, the God that we serve, we know that he can deliver, he shall, he will, he has delivered us out of them all. Many are the afflictions, the issues, the situations, the troubles, the bills, the problems that work. Many are those afflictions of the righteous, but God has delivered us out of them all, meaning nothing left out. So even when Elder Dave was speaking um, a few weeks ago, he was saying, who told you to put down your peace to pick up the situation. Who told you to do that? Nobody told you to juggle that. Why? Who told you to trust in yourself when you're supposed to be trusting in the word? Who told you? When we say leave it at the altar, that's exactly what we mean. Leave it at the altar. Not to be picked up again. Because the God we serve has delivered us out of them all. And confusion comes when we put down the word and we say, God, I got it by myself. And then, yes, you're going to get stuck because you're doing it by yourself. So then you come back, tail between your legs, and looking for help. And God is so good. He is the God of restoration. He gives you as many chances to get it right. And as Pastor Dura always says, we don't go home until we win. And when we win, we take our ball, our jacks, whatever, we go home. We take them all, and we go home. And we're checking out. <laughs> and we're checking out. But our faith and our joy are a dynamic duo. And we also need faith. Always need faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please them. And that's the thing. These are the things that I think sometimes we forget. We come to church, and we're so reality right here. But we're walking by faith. We are walking by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And why is it so important to walk by faith and not by sight? Because what you can see is not, it's, it's always subject to change, as the scripture says. But more importantly, it's going to turn. It is going to turn. Do you hear me? It is going to change. Do not be fooled by what you see. It's like the Wizard of Oz. She was convinced that his head was this big and he had fire breathing and stuff coming out of his nose. And at the end of the day, it just took a little tiny whatever that was um, dog to go and pull the curtain back to see it was just a man 
behind the curtain, behind the head, all that noise was just a regular man. This is a regular guy. Same thing with the situation in front of you. Satan's job is to get you to loom, to get that problem, that situation, that issue, to be so big before you that you forget all the word that you have hidden in your heart. You lose sight of what God has already told you, that it is subject to change, that it is only temporary, that it has an expiration date like a can of beans. It is not going to be there very long. All you have to do is understand, I count it all joy because I'm already equipped to win. I've got a way out already. I've got a way out. So faith without joy is not so good. But faith and joy is just that, that fuse, it gets you going. Joy is the fuse. And we talked about Galatians 5 and 22, and that's the fruit of the Spirit. And it's the Spirit of the Lord. He's, he manages. He's the muscle. He's the muscle. He's got everything going on for us. Bird removing, yoke destroying power. He's the muscle. That's your muscle man right there. But when we came in, came in, accepted the Lord as our Savior, we have inherent things within us already. We've been made the righteousness of God. We already have the fruit of the Spirit. You don't have to pick your fruit. You already have your fruit. Got your fruit, okay? So you, the fruit that you have with you already. So let's go to Galatians 5 and 22, which only brings us back to God has given us everything that pertains into life and godliness. You have everything you need. I know just sometimes it doesn't look like it, but that is the enemy trying to trick you. He does not want you to know that you have everything you will ever need to win. You have everything you will ever need to win. Everything. Okay. So in NIV it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, excuse me, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And King James, so I can get that up here. We have the fruit of the Spirit. We're already there what we need. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So, part of this cornucopia of earthly delight <laughs> is joy and there is faith. The dynamic duo. They are in there. Joy is not a feeling. It is not an emotion. But it is a force. And it is a spiritual force. And the force is powerful. The force is powerful. Right. Understanding that God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. What does that mean? You have everything you need already. So when these situations come up already, you have a choice to continue to stay and walk in the spirit, to stay in faith, or you can take the option and come out of your armor and try and do it yourself. We're watching Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans, or some mess like that. I don't know anything about it. I came in like two and a half hours in the movie. I still don't have, I don't know what they were doing. Anyway, um, everybody had power, then some people didn't have power. And the people that were born with power, then they gave up their power. Then some had it, then they gave it away, and then somebody was trying to go back and get it. And I'm like, what kind of madness is this? And I thought about it. I said, Children of God are like that. They've been given all the power they need. And I'm not sure who told them that they needed to give up their power to handle this situation. And for some reason, you are stuck 
because you no longer you don't know how to get out of it but nobody told you that God didn't know how to get you out of it you already have the way and the way is already on the inside because it was already given to you like your set of organs they're already in there they're already in there your deliverance is in there your healing is in there your peace is in there your joy it's already, the joy is in there. Not that you had to manufacture. It's like we talked about last week. When you go to the store, you expect to go and grab the milk. You don't expect to go to the store, milk the cow, get the milk, pasteurize the milk, then pay for the milk and go home. No, when you go to the store <laughs> to get the milk, you grab the milk. It's already done for you. You do is receive. Take the milk, receive. Your healing, receive. Your prosperity, receive. You don't have to fight for it, but you do have to fight to rest for it. To rest for it. Your energy is in the wrong place. You are steady fighting, trying to make it happen on your own. You've come out of your armor to figure out how you can do it by yourself when all you have to do is stay in your armor and receive what God has for you already. You know, I had uh, little hermit crabs and foolishness like that, and I thought they were so cute. And we named it Sebastian, and that was my mom's favorite little crab. She loved that crab like I don't know what. Mom would go to the store and get him a little shell because she said, I think he's growing. He needs a bigger shell. So they will never switch shells while you're looking. And they do this at night because they don't want you to see what's going on back there. So anyway, we put the new shell in there, and it was huge. So anyway, I said, my mom, <laughs> We're going to let him be okay. She says, but I just want to see him do it. I know. I said, Mama, he's going to be okay. I said, but if he gets out and something happens to him and he doesn't have his shell, his armor, he's going to get hurt. Yeah. Mama said, okay, maybe we need to go back to the store and get him a bigger shell. <laughs> so he'll have much more protection. We have the protection yes. when we stay inside. It's like the armadillo. He knows when there's trouble. He stays all wrapped up in like a nice little ball. And then when the coast is clear, he comes out, he walks, he eats, and he does his business. He goes on about his way, but he knows he has protection. Yeah. What I need you to understand is you can always count it all joy because you always have a way out. Yeah. The way out has already been made for you. The way out has already been given to you. All you have to do now is fight to get to the rest of it. To the rest. That's what you need to do. So the fruit of the Spirit is already abiding in you. And it is a result of the byproduct of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Again, another gift. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And the proof is already in on the inside. Already on the inside. So when we're working and we're hunting and doing all these things, you're working too hard. You're working too hard because you're not supposed to be working on it. What you're supposed to work to do is to understand your promises. That's what you need to do. That's just the word of God. And you don't need the entire Bible to whoop the devil. You just need one scripture. You just need one scripture. Just one. Mark eleven twenty three. We know this. We hear it. We see it. We read it. But let's do it again. And these things are just reminders because all of us need these reminders, me included. And when someone stops and brings it to your attention, you're like, are you kidding me? I had a... Um, I was, for whatever reason, I didn't realize it was there. There was a, a chargeable port in the back of my truck, but it's behind the passenger seat. 
I didn't know it was there until about like six months ago. So all the times that I've been running around the back of the truck plugging in my cell phone, there was one right behind the seat. Had the car two and a half years already. Who knew? It was there all along. <laughs> Mark 11:23. For verily I say unto you that whatsoever, excuse me, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, if you're not a whosoever, you should be a whatsoever. But whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. James 5 and 15. Come on, James, where are you? James 5 and 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. Prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Matthew 17 and 20. <laughs> we know it's about faith. We know this all day long. When you come out of faith and you start considering the waves, considering the wind, considering the, the market, considering somebody else's opinion, that's where you go wrong. Matthew 17 and 20, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Nothing shall be impossible to you. How would you feel when you've already been given the guarantee that nothing shall be impossible to you? What would you not stand for when you know that nothing shall be impossible to you? What, what, what is it? There's nothing that you wouldn't stand for. There's nothing that you wouldn't believe for when you have on the inside that nothing shall be impossible to you. That this position, it's not impossible for you. That that home, it's not impossible for you. That that situation, not impossible for you because it's not impossible for God. It's not impossible for him. Therefore, it is not impossible for you. Nehemiah 8 and 10. Nehemiah 8 and 10. And then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our God, neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord. The enemy wants to take your joy. But joy comes from what you know. It always comes from what you know. When you know you have plenty of food in the cupboard, you're not worried if you pass down a meal. But as on yesterday, one of my patients, two days ago, a day and a half ago, she's 90 years old, and I went to see her to do a home visit, and I'm trying to give her education, and she's telling me all these things, and she looks up and she tells me, she says, but I only have two hot dogs and some water in the refrigerator. So after I stopped myself from crying, I said, are you kidding me? I'm like, I've got a refrigerator full of food, and this little four foot nine, 90-year-old has nothing to eat. So I just put the education down, because that's not the most important thing. The most important thing was feeding this little woman, who had no one. And I said to my mom, I said, you know what? This is why we're blessed to be a blessing. This is why we're supposed to be where we are. And for our joy to remain full and complete, is doing the will of the Father. Yes. So they did my missionary work for me yesterday, and then we were able to go ahead and feed this little lady and do what we needed yes. to do. 
but that we remain strong in the midst of the struggle. We remain strong in the midst of the issue or situation because of the joy. And the joy comes from what we know. Joy comes from what we know, not how we feel. Feelings are fleeting. Feelings are fickle. I woke up this morning, I was anxious, and I didn't know why, and I was like, my heart was racing. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm like, okay, everybody stop. God has not given me the spirit of fear. Power, love, and a sound mind. You know what? I had to use the word of God like the sword that it is, and had to chop that off. Like Elder said, put the stake in the head. I had to cut that foolishness out. I'm like, I don't know what this crap is, but you have no business here. Hit the road, Bucky. But then my joy immediately returned because it's the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord. You have an opportunity all day long for people to get you out of your peace. You have have an opportunity all day long, which is why you need to work on your your gates and all that kind of stuff. And we got to get there. Got to hurry up and get there really quick. But you have an eye gate. You have an ear gate. And and I'm trying to get better, so y'all please pray for me. But if you're in the zone like I'm in the zone sometimes, people come in and they are interrupting my zone. And that aggravates me to no, not one. Because I'm trying to get something done. And they want to come in and talk. And see, I know we have that. We are the light. We're children of the most. We're the light. It's a song that we listen to by Molly. He says, you know, you are the light. I said, I, Jesus, I appreciate I'm the light. But I've got work i got to get done. And these jokers keep running in and out the office. They want to talk. They want you to pray. And I was like, oh, Jesus. And those would be my opportunities to get out of joy. But then I have to remember, you know what? They're here for a reason. The light brought them here. And I can't dim my light because I have something else to do. Because whatever it is, God will make sure that it gets done. But more importantly, if I've already made a commitment to the Father, whatever you need me to do, I will do it. And if I'm the vessel that he's using at that moment, then I've got to sit that down and realize I've got something to do. So I don't have time to be playing around with the joy factor because the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when I don't feel like it, yes, I will say that. When I don't feel like it, I got to understand it is the joy of the Lord and not a moki that is my strength to get me on through it. So joy of the Lord is your strength and it enables you to remain strong in the midst of adversity. Faith moves mountains in your life. And joy allows you to remain strong while you're waiting for the mountains to move. Joy allows you to remain strong while you're waiting for the mountains to move. Now, when I say waiting, when we say the word of God and we pray the prayer and you have your petition and you say it, most times you don't see anything move. It's like watching the, the, the watch pop ball or whatever. You just stare at each other. Nothing's moving. Just because you didn't see it move didn't mean that it didn't move in the spirit. Did not mean that it did not move in the spirit. The shifting has already occurred. It has already occurred. You know the movie we watched, uh, what's that guy's name? Mm, Here, Samson. You know the movie when we were younger and you know they put Samson there and he's pushing on the pillars and everybody's like, this guy is nuts. And you know, and they're screaming and they're laughing and they're mocking him and they're throwing stuff at him. And then all of a sudden, you hear a little bit of concrete break. Just a little bit. You didn't you know what I mean? It shut down the entire Coliseum. Everybody stopped laughing because they heard a little bit of concrete because they know what was coming next. When he first put his hands up there, they were like, he has lost his mind. He does not have enough strength to bring down this Coliseum. It is not going to happen. They heard a little, and saw one pebble, and it was a, it was a hush. 
But see, he had prayed the prayer first, even though they hadn't seen anything. But then the Spirit of the Lord got upon him, and he brought that place down. He brought it down. The word was sent. The word was sent. The word that you hide in your heart that you have gathered from the word of God, it was sent. It is sent for you to hide in here, to guard, to hold on to, for you to put out on top of the situation. And even when you don't see it move right then, it doesn't mean it hasn't moved. It's already shifting in the spirit. Like I said before, it doesn't mean that God only has five gears. He can have 85 gears to get you where you need to go. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. This way, that way. Move this one, move that one to get you right where you're supposed to be. Right where you're supposed to be to line you up. So the mountains may not appear to move immediately, but when you've done all you can to stand and it still hasn't moved, got to hold on to your joy because that's the part of between amen and there it is. And that's where the enemy tries to mess with everybody, tries to get them crazy and nuts and have them running around all over the place like you don't know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You're standing. That's what you're designed to do. Faith and joy are the fruit of the Spirit. Let's go to Romans 10 and 17. Regardless of the situation, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Like we said before, I'm sure when you got saved, that is not the first thing you thought of. Like, hey, I've got a problem. Count it all joy. No, I'm sure you didn't say that. Positive you didn't. But even if you didn't, it's okay. You're already equipped to win. Romans 10 and 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So our faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's find out about joy. John 15 and 11. And here, it says, these things, you've got to read all of the front part later on, but it says, but these things I have spoken unto you, Jesus, that my joy, his joy, might remain in you. And because of that, then your joy might be full. Might be full. Let's read this in the Amplified. Might be full. I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness may be a full measure and complete and overflowing. Overflowing. We want the overflow. The overflow. Not just enough, but the overflow. Because that's what gets you over. And I want you to go to Proverbs 4. We'll probably start at 20. You've been equipped to win. Everything you need has been abundantly supplied. You just got to understand, after having heard the word, we need you to rest. God wants you to rest. Stop fighting. Stop efforting. Stop manipulating. He wants you to rest. But you can only rest when you know what is backing you. You can only rest when you know what's backing you. That's it. Proverbs 4 and 20. Says, my son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from, the, from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, excuse me, and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. Going to the message. Out of it flows the springs of life. Out of it. 
will you guard your heart? Out of it flows. Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. So what are you supposed to do with the word? Keep it in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live. Those who discover these words live, I mean really live, body and soul. They're bursting with help. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. That's where life starts. So everything you're saying, oh, yes, I've given birth to this. Yes, that's wonderful. But you can't keep talking out of both sides of your mouth. You got to have definitely the word in your heart. But you've got stuff you got to do. Keep it in plain sight. Amplified, same scriptures. My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance. And above all, that you guard. And above all, that you guard. Because this is where life starts. That's the point of having on armor, to protect the thing that you need to protect the most, your heart. Your heart. It's like doing CPR. Every time we do CPR with the pastor, and she says, okay, you only give them what they need. So she says, well, what do you do? You go there and you find out what's going on. And everybody's like, well, what do I do? Do I breathe for them? <laughs> if they don't have heartbeat, you must pump for them. <laughs> and then you can breathe for them. Pumping starts first because your heart is what helps. <laughs> That's the thing that needs help the most. Same thing you need to work on, guarding your heart. And I'm telling you, we have opportunity after opportunity, and I've caught myself doing this, having stuff in front of my face that gets me aggravated, listening to something that's got me aggravated. I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm sabotaging myself. I'm supposed to be guarding my heart, my ear gate, my eye gate. If it does not line up with the word of God, that is not for me, but get into a place where you don't do that anymore. The devil will bring any and everybody he can to get you off of the word. He already knows that you win. He already has seen the end of the book. He knows that it comes out right for you if you bother to stand, but he tries to get you to self-sabotage. If he can get you to talk yourself out of your blessing, if he can get you to talk yourself out of your healing, if he can get you to talk yourself out of your deliverance, he is happy because he has no power unless we give it to him by saying things out of our mouth. He has no power. He has none otherwise. He has none otherwise. Acts 20 and 22. You have everything you need. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Acts 20 and 22. Come along. And now you see I'm going to Jerusalem bound by the Holy Spirit and obligated and compelled by the convictions of my own spirit, not knowing what will befall me. Didn't matter. The Holy Spirit told this man, well, what's going to happen when you go to this city? He was like, trouble. <laughs> you have all sorts of trouble going on. But you know what? He was okay with it. How many times did he say, you know what? It matters little. I don't care. He's counting it all joy. He is counting it all joy. I want us to go back to James. One. Back to James. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Come, come, come. 
James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered abroad, consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or, or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations issues, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bringeth out endurance and steadfast patience. Let's go to the message. <laughs> Let's just go to the message. Consider it sheer gift, friends. <laughs> this is James 1 and 2. When tests and challenges come at you from all sides, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced out in the open. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced out in the open. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it is. So no more closet Christian for you. That's right. <laughs> when issues come up, you're going to have to show what you're made of. That's right. This is how you do it. And again, we all have the opportunity, me included. I am not exempt. If I don't get my act together, I can be laid in the floor like everybody else with having absolutely no idea what to do, where to go. But let me tell you something. God loves me. He will protect me. He will perfect that which concerns me like he will perfect that which concerns you. He's not going to let you stay there. He's not going to leave you without support. He is never going to do that. He will never. But you got to understand who you are. You're going to have to do it, and it's going to have to be by faith. So what he's saying here is your faith, you, know, you know that under pressure, your faith is forced into the open. It shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. He's got a way out. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. King James says, so that you will be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Things that you need to know. The Lord fulfills all of our petitions. These are our weapons. The name of Jesus has power. Above and below the earth, every subject, every name must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. To the word of God. We use it all day, every day. We have complete confidence in him that when we pray, he hears us every time. And not one word of God that we say that we speak will ever fall to the ground without any work, without being effective. Number three, the Holy Spirit is God's muscle. He makes things happen. He causes God's word to come to pass on our behalf every single time. When this disciple went to Philippi, he knew he was in some business. And he was in the worst. They told him they were going to kill him. Can't get any worse than that. And he knew how they were going to kill him. And yet they call Philippians the joy letter. How do you find joy when you know somebody's going to kill you? When they're going to have roast rabbit and you're the rabbit. He knew that already. And yet he had joy. But this is what he said and this is what he knew. And I want you to go there. So let's go to Philippians 1 and 19. Philippians 1 and 19. But you count it all joy. You got a way out. Count it all joy you have a way out. Do King James first. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He said, guys, don't worry about it. I know this shall turn. This is going to turn. This is going to turn. I don't care what you're in or how bad it looks. And in message, he says, and I'm going to keep that celebration going because I know how it's going to turn out. All right. God knows how it's going to turn out for you. Right. 
what I need you to get to and rest and understand is do you know and understand how it's going to turn out? If you don't know, you need to get yourself reacquainted with the word. If you don't know, you need to get yourself reacquainted with the word. You have a way out. Psalm 5 and 11 says, But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them shout for joy because thou defends them. When you shout for joy, God defends you. When you stay in the joy of the Lord, he defends you. He defends you in the midst of that trial, God defends you. When that sickness and disease tries to come up, the blood of Jesus defends you. Hallelujah. When everything is going ugly and there's nothing that you can visibly see at that second like it's going for you, mm -mm, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And Lord, I know that it is you who defend me. It is him that defends us. Proverbs 17 and 22, a cheerful heart. It's good like a medicine. Cheerful heart, a cheerful heart, is good like medicine. But in James, when it says in 1 and 8, a single-minded person, excuse me, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and he won't receive anything. But that means a single-minded person is going to get everything. A single-minded person is going to get everything. Single-minded. Single-minded means word of God. I don't care what it looks like, single-minded. He's my healer. I don't care what it looks like, I have more than enough. I don't care what it looks like, he is my deliverer. He is my salvation. He's my exceeding great reward. It does not matter. I am single-minded. Single-minded. You will get it all. You will get it all. More importantly, you have to be in a place of rest. In Proverbs 24 and 10, it says, when your strength is small, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. But your strength is only small if your joy is small. Yeah. Yeah. Strength is only small if your joy is small. Wow. Meaning you need to get back to the joy of the Lord is your strength. His joy never runs out. His strength never runs out. His strength never runs out. <laughs> Our joy does not run out. And the strength of the Lord, that is his power. And he shows that power out of his love. Yes. Out of his love. Because he loves us, yes. everybody sees the strength of the hand of God yes. working in our lives when that situation looks ugly. Yes. All they're seeing is the movement, but it's really based on the fact that God loves you. God loves me. So when the situation comes, count it all joy. Why? Because you are equipped to win. Why? Because you have the word of God. Why? Because you have the joy of the Lord, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. Why? Hallelujah. Because God makes everything come out right. Why? Because he loves you. Because he loves you. Get the word. Keep the word. Guard your heart where you've placed the word, and then rest. Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 